Hi, my name is Sarah Minnick, and you can see me on Running with the Devil across from Nicolas Cage and coming soon, The Wave with Justin Long. You're listening to The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I did it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the man cave. Your host, Elias. Sarah, welcome to the cave. Well, thanks for having me, Elias. I'm glad to be here. How are you? What's new with you? Not much. I'm just living my life, getting ready for this weather change, teaching, you know, just the normal, normal. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. So you've been busy the last few years, huh? Various appearances and TV shows and movies like Better Call Saul and Preacher and Sicario. And then you got a few movies coming out soon. But I want the listeners to get to know you more a little bit better. Uh, where are you originally from? I'm originally from uh, outside of Los Angeles, California, somewhere called the Antelope Valley. Some people know about it. Some people don't. But it's sort of an hour north of L.A. Okay. Uh, How was it uh, growing up there? It was um, sort of rural, right? You know, I I spent a lot of time going down to Los Angeles in my childhood, teen years, and then eventually left and came to New Mexico, where I've done most of my work. Um, but I, I really loved it. I, I had a beautiful childhood there. I spent a lot of uh, time in nature. And my father is a herpetologist and a biologist. Um, and so he works with plants, specifically cactus and succulents. And so I spent a lot of time in nature, a lot of time camping, a lot of time with plants and animals. And, um, you know, I really can't complain. Uh, it was It was a little dry, but now considering where I am, that was nothing. <laughs> so. so like as a, as a kid growing up, uh, what else were you into? I was into the marching band. I was a major nerd. So like I said about my dad, he was also a teacher and so was my stepmother. And so growing up, I was the kid of two high school teachers. When I got to high school, I was super nerdy. I was valedictorian when, when I finally graduated wow. in 2005. And then, um, you know, school was really important for me. My entire life's goal was to get into UCLA, which I eventually did, uh, although I didn't end up going there. Um, and then I did a lot of sewing and a lot of, like I said, playing music, marching band, and a lot of outdoor stuff, camping, uh, you know, working with plants, that kind of thing. I was mm-hmm. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Uh, what instrument did you play for the band? Flute and piccolo. Interesting. Was that something yeah. you just you just jumped right into, or did you try a few when different I was things? In, well, when I was in fifth grade, when no fourth grade, fourth grade, my elementary school had a, an assembly trying to encourage kids to join band, and I did. I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to get into that. And so in fourth grade, I got into it. And then I ended up playing all the way up into my junior year of high school. And I wish I had done done it for my senior year. I think that would have really kept me on track. But, you know, I hit my rebellious stage right around then. And so (laughs) I skipped that altogether and, you know, got into more 
rebellious shenanigans. Yeah. So I assume you didn't do it in college, like for the football team. No, I did not. Okay. No, no, I did not. Uh, although that would have been amazing. I probably should have done that, but I took a long time off between high school and college. Okay. Well, not a long time, but some time um, because I had to kind of make all my mistakes. <laughs> I think we all, I, th- I think stuff. we all did that at that age. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I did all my crazy stuff and then finally said, okay, fine. I'll be an adult now. And I came out to Mexico with college. Got both my degrees, and yeah. here I am. Well, uh, what made you go to university in New Mexico? Well, my parents, my my father and my stepmother retired out here. So, like I said, we were in the Antelope Valley, yeah. and then they left when I was about 18, 18 or 19. They moved to New Mexico to retire. And, uh, like I said, I, you know, spent a couple of years just being completely irresponsible and making all kinds of mistakes that I won't even go into. Um, and then finally I sort of hit bottom and around the time that I was 20 years old, I said, this is enough. I've had enough of acting like a crazy rebellious teenager. And so I decided to apply for college near my folks so that I could, you know, come, you know, when you want to kind of get your stuff together, you go be near your parents so that they can help sort of ground you. So that's, that's what I did. I came out here to be near them. So so then what, what inspired you to get into the acting field? Okay, so I've been in front of the camera since literally the moment I was born. Uh, my father was there in the room with a camera, just like constantly. And then my entire childhood in front of the camera, constantly, constantly, camera, 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 all the time. And uh, I was always sort of the performative spirit. I was always performing. I was always the one wanting to be out there entertaining people as a kid and as a teen. And uh, I never really understood that that meant I was supposed to be an actor. I just thought I was weird Um, and come to find out I was an actor. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, finally, when I was about, I don't know, 16 or so, I went in for an audition uh, for a indie horror film. And I got the lead, which was really weird because I'd never auditioned before. I'd never done anything. And so it was an on-location shoot in Illinois, and um, it was the time I had the time of my life. I was it was amazing. It was so much fun. I couldn't even tell you. And although the film is, you know, it's it's an indie horror film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say my opinion of it, but uh, although the film wasn't something that I would watch on a daily basis, it was still an amazing experience for me to to be on set and learn what that meant. And so that's where my passion sort of sparked. And that was before I went through all my shenanigans. Right. So I, I had that experience and then I kind of gave up on acting and I was like, well, I guess I won't be able to do it because I've made too many mistakes in my life. And so I gave up and I, I didn't act from 2006 until 2011. And finally in 2011 in New Mexico, I booked a role on the TV show in plain sight. And then I booked a role on breaking bad. And then from there, things started picking up for me. And those were very small roles. But this year has been epic. Like things, I don't even know what to think. I don't even know what to think. I'm over here just shocked. (laughs) Uh, So did you, uh, I assume you took acting lessons? No, no, No? I didn't. Not until about three years ago. Three years ago, I got on board with a coach, Bob Jesser. And um, I trained with him for a couple of years and then uh, decided I wanted to go a different direction with training. And that's really the only acting training I've ever had. Wow. Um, it's it's sort of just 
kind of worked for me. I, I, I'm not saying that I'm an exceptional actor yeah. or anything, but for some reason the process clicks. Yeah. Wow. Well, while, uh, while you were growing up, did, was there any like a specific like TV show or movie that also made you like you really wanted to get into the field? Like what were some of your, yeah. fa- what were you some of your favorite the, stuff? Remember, yeah. Remember the movie Basic Instinct? Yeah. With, with yes. Sharon Stone? Yeah. I, I, that was like, she was one of my biggest influences. I, I can't tell you why, because looking back, it's not like that film was like one of the greatest films of all time or anything. It's, it's not like that. It's just for some reason, I found her to be so mysteriously intelligent and cunning and all these things. I was like, oh, she's fascinating. And maybe because she reminded me of my biological mother. I don't know. But anyway, um, that movie really inspired me. And uh, a lot of the 90s films, there were a lot of films in the 90s, that the, the major films in the 90s that just kind of ran away with me. And uh, like Braveheart, you know, I think yeah. that was 91 maybe or 94, one or the other. And that film, like some of the female actors in that just blew me away. And some of these women actors that I was able to uh, watch and kind of follow through the 90s and early 2000s, they were just so simple yet so complex the the, the simplicity in which they communicated their complexity was so fascinating to me and it just kind of drew me in and, and that's sort of what I'm trying to get to in my career. Hmm, interesting. And those were some great movies that you mentioned, Braveheart. And uh, I remember Thanks. I remember watching like Basic Instinct too. I mean, I was younger back then. I think I remember my parents were watching that movie and I think they made me leave the room <laughs> a, couple, yeah, a couple of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you said when it was one of your first gigs, you said was Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, that was like one of my very first gigs. I didn't have lines in it, but they hired me, you know, under a SAG contract because I was basically dancing on top of Aaron Paul. Like, yeah. I'm just like basically, you know, we're like rubbing up against each other. So I'm assuming they wanted to, you know, hire SAG for that. And yeah. so that's that and in plain sight is how I got my SAG card. Yeah. So then after that, how did you get approached to be on Better Call Saul? So I had an audition for Better Call Saul through my agent at the time. I used to be with an agency called Mitchell and Presley Talent Group. Um, And then they switched to just Mitchell Talent. And at the time I went in, I think that was 2014 because it came out in 2015. And I went in for an audition for a recurring role. And, you know, of course, the audition line is totally different than the uh, actual scenes in in the TV show. And I went in and somehow, I don't know, I got it. And um, that ended up being great. And I really remember thinking that that was this major point in my career. And it turns out my character really sort of fizzled out in that show. And it it just came back to me in the past six months um, in the form of another show that really took my character and ran with it. And I can't talk about it, but it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And I like, all the dreams and hopes I had had for Better Call Saul when I first got cast are now taking root in a different show. Um, and so, you know, we'll see what happens. How fun was it being on that show? Better Call Saul? Yeah. Better Call Saul was cool. I mean, it was intimidating. It yeah. was earlier in my career. I mean, obviously that was only a few years ago, but still that was pretty early. I think you make pretty massive um, growth in your career over the four or five years um, when you're kind of first getting your first role that sort of gets you on the map and then you keep going. Um, and so it was very intimidating for me. I remember my very first day on set, 
I was working with Bob Odenkirk and um, I was so scared. I was scared out of my mind. I was just like, I think at one point I almost peed myself. Like it was, <laughs> it was so intimidating, yeah. but um, you know, I did it and it worked out just fine. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a frightening experience, <laughs> but I got used to it. And after about four or five episodes on the show, um, these people felt like family more than like intimidating, you know, people that I should be afraid of. And so uh, it was really quite a learning experience and it helped me to grow my confidence as an actor. Hmm. And now, and you recently, now you just had a movie that came out called Running with the Devil with uh, Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that movie. That was really exciting. Again, that was another moment where when I got the part, I just looked up to the sky and was like, thank you, God, this is, this is, please, thank you, you know, and just like having one of those moments of just utter peace. Um, And it was great. I got to play his wife. And this was really exciting for me because when I was a kid, he was like my favorite actor. And I'm not just saying that because I got to play his wife. He was my favorite male actor from the time I was probably 13 or 14 years old until I was like 16 or 17. People would say, who's your favorite actor? Nicholas Cage. Oh, okay. Well, he was in everything. And go figure. When, I had... when you were growing up, he was yeah. in everything. Exactly. You remember yeah. Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. You remember Face, Face Off. Off. You yeah. remember, the, do you remember The Rock? Do you yeah. know how many oh, yeah. times I've seen the movie With The Rock? With Sean Connery, it's great. Dude, that movie was epic. Like, and I was too young to understand it all completely. But I, Well, it's not like it's that complex, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, but you just love it because there's so much sort of um, exciting quality to it. And, uh, so anyway, when I found out that I was going to get to play his wife, I was flabbergasted. I was just flabbergasted. And so were people around me, because like I said, he was super famous and a grown man when I was like 14. And so me being, you know, in my early, early thirties, and I think he's now what a lot older. (laughs) So it was interesting but it, they made it look, it looked just fine. It didn't look weird at all. It didn't look like I was too young for him at all. It, it just, it fit. Yeah. And he was a really nice guy to work with. He wasn't rude to me. He wasn't um, ostentatious or flirtatious. And sometimes you see that in, uh, with major, major actors. But uh, he was a, he was a cool guy and he was very professional and consistently working with the director to achieve the character he was trying to go for. Um, like most of the time that we were on set together, I was just kind of eavesdropping on his conversation, like not inappropriately, but his conversations with the director and just seeing how his process worked. And so for me, whenever I'm working with these massively successful actors, I always just try to see what are they doing? You know, what, how is it different? And so it was really, really a pleasure to be able to work with him and just you know, kind of feed off of, of uh, his energy. When you auditioned for the movie, did you know you were going in there to play Nick Cage's wife? Yes, and yeah. I thought that there was no way in hell that I would book it. So I just went in there and I was like, oh, I'm going to have fun because, you know, there's no way they'll ever book me for this. So whatever. <laughs> How would you describe the character that you played on the movie? Um, I think that she's, uh, I would describe her as a young wife who's trying to be happy in her marriage but who's kind of having the role pulled out, the, the rug pulled out from under her in the sense that her husband's not around and her husband has this whole alternate life that she's not a part of, that she can't really fathom, that she's not even involved in. She's like almost the outsider within. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that with it. I can yeah. definitely see that. So next you got a movie coming out with Justin Long. Oh, I'm so excited How, about oh that Oh my one, God, man. it's like, I, it's I've been so trying good. so hard to get him on my show, but he's just always busy. 
Oh, he's a cool guy too. He's hilarious. He's, he's funny. He's very, he's quick. He's obviously very smart. And so um, when you're talking to him, he's like 10 steps ahead of you because he's just constantly, I think he's got a lot going on in his head or something because we had lunch together um, on one of the days that we shot and man, I had a hard time keeping up with him because he's just, he's quick and he's witty and he's like, you know, and so you have to really pay attention. Um, But working with him was excellent. He's great to work with a very friendly dude, good sense of humor. And the director that was on that deals um, was just an amazing force. I mean, what an incredible being that just wanted to create, like I've never really worked with a director that was so ecstatic to be doing his art. I mean, I think one time in while we were filming, I got the scene or excuse me, I got my part like I I did a take and it was really amazing. And the director just came up and just gave me this bear hug and picked me up off the ground and like swung me around. And and we were both cheering and like (laughs) I've never worked with somebody that was so but in a totally appropriate and not weird way at all. But I've never worked with someone that was so excited and happy and just like a, a overgrown kid just playing you know what i mean and so when i finally got to see the film um i got a sneak preview of it that the rest of the crew got to see as well recently um i i was so pleased i was so pleased and you know coming from somebody that's seen uh actors really hate their acting before including my own you know there's been times where i can't stand my acting on this one i was so pleased with it i was like yes this came out exactly how we wanted it so I can only say good things about my experience working on the wave. Uh, when is that coming out, by the way? I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure that out myself. They just went to a film festival and aired there. I believe that was the premiere. Uh, I think it was in Texas, actually. And so now I'm wondering, when is Netflix going to pick this up? Or is it going to be streaming on iTunes or what? Because yeah. it, it's a quality film. Like, yeah, it's a little out there at times. But so are half of the other films that are yeah. being made right now. And so I think it absolutely has a market. And I think there's absolutely going to be a fan base for it. And Justin did a freaking great job. The actors in it did really great work. Who else is in that, by the way? Oh, God. I saw, oh, I saw, oh, was it Donald, really... Donald Feisen from Scrubs was in it, right? There you go. There yeah. you go. There you yes. go. Yeah. I Thank did, you. Because I, I'm I really bad that. with names. Yeah. yeah he, he's funny, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, 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 he's a crack up. Yeah. Do you... Uh, do you enjoy doing more self-tape or auditioning uh, in front of people? In front of people, because I'm better at booking the room than I am at booking the scene. See what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, how do I explain this? When I'm going into a, like one, okay, I'll give you an example. One time I auditioned for a lead in a Lifetime film and I booked it. It was just the first initial read and the director showed up and people were like, oh shit. You know, they weren't prepared for that because it wasn't the callback yet. And I was over there just like, yes, because I knew that if I could just read in front of the director and make actual connection with him as a human being or him or her, whoever it is, then I have a 10 times more likely chance to book it than if I'm just sending a tape in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I realize self-tape is something that we all have to do on a fairly regular basis these days. However, if I can get in the room and make the human connection, you're darn right. That's what I want to do. I always ask this question because there's some people that love doing it in front of people and there's other people like, I like doing self-tape because I could just do it over and over until I'm ready to send it in. Yeah, that's that's dangerous for me because I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. 
So if I let myself watch it more than once or twice, I'll be there all day. That's why I won't do it anymore. Yeah. Now if I do self-tapes, I'm like, I don't know, man, you decide. Just yeah. just give me three takes and that's it and you decide. Because yeah. otherwise I'll be in there just tripping on it for <laughs> hours. If you weren't in the acting world, what do you think you've been doing right now? Teaching, which is actually what I do when I'm not acting, which is crazy because I've been acting so much lately. I don't even know how I'm juggling this. Like. Yeah. I mean, it's kicking my butt, I have to be honest with you. But I teach at the community college here in New Mexico. Um, I, love, I love teaching. I teach interpersonal communication, public speaking, and introduction to communication. And um, it's great. You know, like I said, I come from a family of teachers. Yeah. So that's my thing. But at the same time, like on Tuesday, I had to get substitutes because I just worked on a, a – I almost said it out loud. I can't do that. I'm on an NDA. I just guest starred on a TV show and um, on Tuesday, and I had to just drop. And then last last week and the week before that, I booked – it's crazy out here right now. I booked eight – no, seven different jobs in three months wow. out here because that's how crazy it is. And it's it's wonderful, and I love it. But at the same time, the, the cardinal rule of acting – get another job that you actually like and that takes your time up and you'll start booking like a mad person, like a mad woman, mad man. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you, do you have like a dream role that you want to play someday? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, my sort of end goal with this is I want to be a series regular in a show in New Mexico that films in New Mexico. Ideally, I would be um, an intelligent, cunning uh, sort of post-apocalyptic warrior chick kind of role. I can. That's interesting. Well, there's a lot of the desert and everything, so it'd be great to film it there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's gonna happen. You just wait, man. It's gonna happen. <laughs> you start. You got to start writing it. I know, huh? <laughs> I know. That's the people have been telling me that for so long, and I'm like, no, I don't know how to do it. But then yeah. you sit down and you just do it, right? If so, you've starred movies with Justin Long, and then you did a movie with Nicolas Cage. What other yeah. star would you love to work next with? Oh, man, I'd love to work with Sharon Stone. She's really, I would love to work with Michelle Pfeiffer. I would love to work with um, any of the cast from Shameless. Well, not any of the cast, but I'd love to work with uh, Emmy. I'd love to work with the, the guy. I can't remember his name right now because I'm really bad with names. Um. There's so many there. That's so hard to say. What one actor would you like to work? There's like yeah. 10,000 actors. I would love to work with. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I could see. Yeah. It's a hard question too. Cause every day you're, you, you could be changing your mind on the answer too. Oh dude. Every single day, every time. Oh man. You know what other show that I watched recently working moms. I love that show. I don't even know what to think. Like I want to work with all those women. They're fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Oh, God, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll probably still be acting. I mean, because you can't, you can't make me stop. I'm like an acting addict. So it's just, you know, yeah. I have to. It's like feeding. I have to feed myself with acting, you know. Mm. So I'll probably be acting in some capacity. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, we're not sure, my husband and I, if we wanted to have kids or not. Uh, we're still trying to go down that road. And yeah. so... We'll see. Well, I don't. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. Life. Something I've learned about life is it changes so rapidly, so yeah. often. It's just. It's not even funny. It's. It's. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any uh, charities that you support that you do work with? 
Absolutely. I'm huge on animal rights. I'm really big on animal rights. So pretty much any time I see a charity that comes through that's looking for donations for anything to do with uh, animal safety, animal rights, um, animal like homelessness, yeah. uh, animal abuse, anything to do with that, I'm like, yes, please, hmm. I'll be there. And then I'm also big on uh, environmental preservation. And uh, one day I'm hoping that if I ever have the financial resources to buy up tons of land, I'd love to buy up tons of land just to be able to preserve that land. That's great. That's great. Last I don't have the money for that now, but maybe yeah. one day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Is there any other upcoming projects that you could tell the listeners about? Oh, there's so many, man. I want to tell you all the projects. There's so <laughs> many. Here's what I can say. Keep an eye on USA Network. Right. Um, keep an eye on USA Network. There's also keep an eye on the CW. And also keep an eye on... Ooh, keep an eye on... Um, Zack Snyder films coming out. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's la- all I can say. <laughs> lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media? Oh, mercy me. Um, I think my 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 Instagram handle is at Sarah Minick or at Sarah A Minick. I'm okay. I have to be honest with you. I'm super bad at social media, so it's, it's hard <laughs> for me to tell you. And then my Twitter's either at Sarah Minnick or at Sarah dot Minnick, something like that. Um, I'm happy to email you. <laughs> you want. All right. So you can, and on Facebook, it's actress Sarah Minnick. Right. So it's, you know, it's not too hard to find. Yeah. Sarah, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Elias. Appreciate your time.